You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the SB Nation NFL Show. I am Rob Stats Guerrera alongside RJ Ochoa. RJ, happy belated Thanksgiving to you. Hopefully you got your plate of leftovers. Hopefully the Dallas Cowboys are coming off of a win. And I uh, hope you're having a good day, man. In case anybody is confused by Stats, we are recording this on Wednesday because of the holidays. So the Thanksgiving Day game has not happened for Stats and I in this moment. However, I am Marty McFly. He is Doc Brown because I am young, charming, and handsome. He is old and crotchety. And uh, we obviously now have three games in the books for the NFL. And I know, Stats, that the Chicago Bears won, the Dallas Cowboys won, the Buffalo Bills won. I am a winner. You are a winner. Congratulations to all of us. Well, if you've placed your bet on those games, hopefully they cashed out and you got a little extra coin in your pocket. But if not, guess what? You're in luck because the SB Nation NFL show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. If you are new to the show, here's what we do. We take deep dives on the biggest games of the week. We hit every other game of the week in a lightning round. And this is going to be the lightning round of all lightning rounds, RJ, because three games are already in the books. So we only have five games to hit in a lightning round. We are taking an extra deep dive this week because that's what we do for you on a holiday Friday. Are you ready? I am ready. However, I do want to um, make one more analogy. I am Marty McFly. You are Doc Brown. Today is Friday after Thanksgiving. Uh, For the last couple of years, the Friday after Thanksgiving has featured a match uh, presented by TNT. Um, Not that they're an official sponsor of ours, but uh, it was Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. I am Tiger. You are Phil. This year, it is Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. I am Brooks because, again, cool. Uh, you are Bryson in this case because you're extremely bright. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you and I played a golf match together, how many holes do you think you could theoretically win? One. Yeah, I think so. I'd have an off hole <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I won. Like, yeah. Something bad will happen to you at some point that I will hopefully be able to take advantage of. I was going to get mad about your Doc Brown and Marty McFly comparison, but like, yeah. I am old. If, if we are, if, if we are truly like any pair in the history of like cinema and television, I think it might be Marty McFly and Doc Brown. Um, by the way, stats. I tried to ask you this at the end of the Thanksgiving extravaganza, and because you're old and crotchety, you wouldn't answer. But is there anything you're going to watch this weekend? You know, everyone's going to get ready for football. We're about to talk about it on Sunday. But is there any movie you're looking forward to? Steven Serta from Arrowhead Pride recommended Tick Tick Boom, which just dropped on Netflix with Andrew Garfield. Anything you know? Maybe you and the fam. I'm going to sit around and watch or something? Nope. Okay. All right. Great question by me. Great, great answer. <laughs> great podcast going on. Let's just talk about football stats since you are in a fantastic mood. 
Look, I'm on ball, ball. Okay, I'm not about I'm watching about movies. Ball. All right, I'm, I love me some Kyle Shanahan and some Jimmy right. Garoppolo and my lasagna on Thanksgiving, and I'm here to talk about the ball. We're going to get to that. But first, our first deep dive takes us to Indianapolis where the Super Bowl champs are in the Circle City. The Colts are getting three points in this game. If you're a Colts fan right now, you are riding high because Jonathan Taylor just bulldozed the Buffalo Bills. You feel like you can do the same thing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? So first of all, I did not know that Indianapolis was the Circle City. Second of all, Jonathan Taylor is awesome. Third of all, I know the Buccaneers are coming off of a big and impressive sort of bounce back win on Monday Night Football. But fourth of all, I kind of like the Colts. I kind of do. Like Whoa. I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. I just p- part of it contextually, if I'm being honest, is the wonkiness of this year. So why not, right? Like why not? Why can't the Colts beat the Bucks? Uh, but th- this is a you you. You rarely get these matchups that have these, this weird energy. Colts, Bucks, famous Monday Night Football game, Tony Dungy connection. We all know that. Um, I kind of like this. like, And I kind of think this this is almost going to be the anti-Jonathan Taylor game. Just because that's what football's been this year. This is the game where Wentz throws for like 450 yards. And then we're like, what? You, you know what I mean? Like, that's tell me that that is impossible. It's not impossible. Carson Wentz, and maybe some of this is due to Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz has the fewest amount of turnovers to this point in the season than he's ever had in his career. And yes, that includes the year the Eagles ended up going to the Super Bowl. So Wentz has been protecting the football. If they're going to have a shot in this one, he has to keep that up. Um, I just don't know that like Carson Wentz and that band of wide receivers they got, like, am I really afraid of that against Tampa? To me, like give Jonathan Taylor 50 carries because that's your only shot. See, but like every time we think that that's going to happen, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like every time it looks like this is going to be a game where the Colts just like, and I don't mean the Colts, but like any team, like they Mm -hmm. have to dominate the the time of possession. They have to like grind it out, like methodical drive after methodical drive, like the game script totally flips upside down. And it's something that we didn't expect. And so, I mean, do you think Tampa is like back back after Monday night? No, I think Tampa is a good team in the NFC. But I don't think they strike fear into the hearts of anybody, to be honest with you. Like, you've talked about it multiple times, how their playoff run last year was not exactly a murderer's row. I think Tampa's a good team, but I don't think they're head and shoulders above everybody. I don't think anybody this year in the league is head and shoulders above everybody. So, yeah, they're good, but I think they could lose this game easily. It's ironic that nobody's head and shoulders, given that that's been the commercial to play NFL playoffs more than any other with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Troy Polamalu. But uh, I agree. I I, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. This is also the Bruce Arians Bowl, kind of, in a weird Ooh. way. Bruce Arians, the interim head coach of the Colts in 2012. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's some nice, like, pop here. And it's been a while. Like, I feel like I know the Colts made the playoffs in 2018, won the playoff game against Houston. But it's been a while since they had some juice before December. You know what I mean? Like, where they've been this kind of, like, I don't want to say stable because I don't think they're stable right now. But they've been this relevant team. And they are relevant right now. And look, I'm not trying to like freak out, freak out, but the same way, you know, BLG and a lot of people are like, well, you know what, if, if the, uh, if the Cowboys lose, the NFC East could be up for grabs. The AFC South is not impossible for the Colts at this point. It's not, I mean, I know that they've already played, you know, Tennessee, but like, it's, it's not impossible if, if the right things go their way. I, I really think that this is going to happen. I'm willing to take the Colts. I'll do it. It's the holidays. Why not? And I think if you, I mean, look at the two games we're going to talk about here, this game with Indy, if they win and then the next game, Tennessee at New England, like if the Colts win and Tennessee loses, like people are going to be throwing out the panic button 
for Tennessee, especially with Derrick Henry. You know, who knows if he's coming back in January or not. Like, I, I could see that AFC South take like springing to life after this week if things fall a certain way. Uh, I think the Bucks will win the game, so I will take the Bucks and give the points. But I, I don't feel super strongly about it, and I think that if the if Tampa makes a couple mistakes, the Colts are going to be able to take advantage. Mm, okay, so we disagree on who wins this game, but I'll take Tampa to cover. Yeah, I'll take Tampa to cover uh, the Colts to win. No, I'm sorry, I'm taking Colts outright. My bad. Done a lot of ne- shows this week. <laughs> Next up, Tennessee is in Foxborough to take on the Patriots. The Patriots are favored in this game. The Patriots are favored in this game by six and a half points. How much of that has to do with the fact that Brian Tannehill is coming off a four interception performance, including three of those in the fourth quarter, RJ? I think it has to do with that. And by the way, shout out to Ryan Tannehill, who gave a million percent more effort on his interception throw than Teddy Bridgewater (laughs) did the week before. Uh, But I think it has to do equally with that and the Patriots thrashing the Atlanta Falcons. So you have this like, you know, you, you have like kind of like, you know, Godzilla versus Kong sort of like meeting. That's what like this is being billed as. Uh, I asked you, I asked a lot of people stats last week, what was more likely the Lions beating the Cleveland Browns this past week, which they kind of almost did, or the Titans falling to the New England Patriots this coming week. You said the Patriots beating the Titans. You did not think it was all too likely that the Browns would lose to the Lions. It came kind of close. Like I said, I really, really, really like New England. I know you're a little bit more bearish on them than a lot of other people are. You're not ready to fully buy in. This is that game. Like, kind of like, you know, we've been talking about, like, or, or you know, the, the talk you've been trying to squash or, or squish down. If New England beats Tennessee, especially if they cover, or if they win with any level of authority or dominance, it is a watch out. Bill Belichick did it again. And you know what take takes off if the Patriots win? Bill Belichick deserves to be coach of the year. I just think it's funny that everybody that thought that all of a sudden Bill Belichick can't coach anymore and he's all washed up because Brady's gone last year. Now <laughs> oh, all of wait, a sudden he's a good coach. Yeah, right. Well, they win a few weird. games. They're seven and four, and people are like, "Watch out for Bill Belichick again." It's like, wait a minute, which is it? Like that's why I hated that take about Belichick last year. Yeah, I mean, New England wins this game, they would be eight and four, potentially number one seed in the AFC. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a grinded out game. You know, you got Vrabel going up against his old coach in Belichick. They, you know, they're very good situationally. Uh, I think this is going to be like a 1917 type of game. That's generally how Mac Jones has done this year. And I actually believe in Mac Jones to make fewer mistakes than Ryan Tannehill. I think that we're kind of seeing that Ryan Tannehill is like the same dude he was in Miami. Now that oh, Derrick Henry's no, gone. Bad. I don't think that at all. Um, I, I'm i not ready to go that. I still think Tennessee's a good team. I just really believe in New England. Um, I don't know if I'm the first person to make this comparison, but Mac feels like early Brady, right? Like just kind of keep, you know, keep things going, you know, take what's there, you know, don't force anything. Don't lose the game, right? Like, and I'm not saying that my, the take is not Mac is Brady. But like Brady evolved in, into this, yes. you know, elite, amazing, you know, goat of a passer. He wasn't that, at, you know, in, through the original dynasties. That's that's my point. Um, and so, but stats like we're beginning a really important run for the Patriots. Like in all seriousness, Tennessee this week at Buffalo next week on Monday Night Football. Then they're on their bye at Indianapolis. So we get, and I mean, I kind of want the Colts to be like really good again there too. Like, I mean, shout out to you know. 
Chris Ballard, I really want to hear the rivalries back on and all this like fun <laughs> stuff going on. Like, I really, really hope that happens. But after that, the Buffalo Bills are going to help. So that they're biased sandwiched in there, but four straight games, Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills. I mean, they could really announce themselves. They could win the AFC East in this next month and change and obviously really set themselves up for arguably the, the, the one seed in the AFC. I don't, I, I mean, this, I, I know what the line is, but it kind of feels like a push to me. It kind of feels like a, an even just straight up pick them. And if it is, I'm going to lean Patriots, uh, you know, and I, part of that is, is the influence of what happened last week, but you know, from Tennessee, but I just, I don't know how you can't, I mean, they, they are stable enough to where you can kind of trust the, the Patriots shine once again. I think what you've seen from the Patriots and Mac Jones this year is like, he's not a rookie anymore. Like obviously he, but like he has so many games of experience now there's a little bit of a comfort, I think, that you're starting to see take place a little bit. He He's a little adjusted to the speed of the game. The Patriots now have enough games to kind of, you know, know what he likes, know what he's good at, and maybe more importantly, know where he's weak. And so they can kind of avoid those things. Um, so I like exactly what the Patriots have done with their quarterback this year. Like they have handled that situation exactly the way the 49ers should have and the way the Bears should have, frankly. Um, so good on them. I don't know. Six and a half is a lot of points, RJ. That's a lot of points. I I don't know that New England is so good that they can cover that spread. I could see them winning the game and not covering the spread. I agree. I think New England wins. um, And I think Tennessee covers. I tell you what, though, I'm super pumped. I know we have uh, some really great games on our deep dive this week. Uh, Now that the Cowboys have won, and I definitely know that um, this is, this is great. We were actually talking before we started recording about how the Niners don't play on Thursday night football for a little bit. It's great when you do get the win on a Thursday and you yeah. just get the red zone on Sunday. So I'm really pumped about this. Yeah, you can just sort of sit back and and watch the chaos uh, unfold. Speaking of chaos, we still have three more deep dives on today's show, plus the lightning round. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to get right into it because it is Rams Packers in a massive game in the NFC. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back here on a special Friday look ahead on the SB Nation NFL show. Our third deep dive of the day, RJ, is Rams in Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers are getting a point in this one. I don't know what to think of the Rams. You know, maybe this is recency bias, but they got their doors blown in by the 49ers against the bye week. The Packers are looking good, but like Aaron Rodgers looked as good as you can look last week and still lost. So this game is going to be important for the NFC and seating wise and all that, but I really don't know what to expect. 
it's difficult, um, obviously, to to contextualize the Rams um, because even that loss against Tennessee is is hard with Tennessee losing to Houston now. I mean, again, the NFL is is, is very strange this year, as we know. This also a big like. I, I hate to do this, but there's a big like narrative game, right? Like if you're the Rams, you went to Lambeau last year in the playoffs, you lost. And then afterwards, Sean McVay came out and he was like, oh, yeah, Jared Goff sucks. And I'm <laughs> perfect and I'm infallible. And the only reason we've ever lost any game is because Jared Goff can't perfectly do the things that I want to do. So I'm going to trade for Matthew Stafford. And all of y'all are going to recognize my genius because nobody ever gives me any props. Um, and so, OK, Matt, uh, Sean McVay. You believe that you better go to Lambeau field and you better hang 40 on these dudes because this is what you wanted. You crafted this. You even had a buy to get ready for this game because the NFL loves you and continues to anoint you as the golden child. You better go to Lambeau field and you better just drop one because this is what you wanted. This is you literally set it everything up exactly how you want it. Now you lost Robert Woods. That was unfortunate. The last game he played, that was kind of unexpected. And then you got the doors blown off you, like Stats said, by his 49ers. Great job yeah. by the 49ers, Stats. So you've had time. Waters have stabilized. You got to catch your breath. Got to incorporate a little bit more Odell Beckham Jr. into your offense. Got to incorporate a little bit more Von Miller to your defense. You better go to Lambeau Field, and you better announce yourselves as the true threat in the NFC, whether you're going to be the wild card, you're going to be the NFC West winner or not. This, there's a lot on the line. If they go to Lambeau Field and they lose, I don't care how they lose, then it's you are the problem, Sean McVay. Not saying like you're the problem, you like Rams got to fire you, but you need to own up some responsibility for this and stop deflecting it to everybody else. And you might think that that's a high bar, but that's the standard that the Rams have set. Like when you go all in for Stafford and Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., that's where you are. That's the well, and, level and of Sorry, Stats, but they they also, like, beyond the truth of what you're saying, they want to, like, save that. You know what I mean? They want to be like, that's our standard. We're all in every year. We hate the you – know, like, they, they want those, like, superlatives, which exacerbates the issue. Yeah, you know, when Michael Jordan was winning all those titles with the Bulls years ago, he talked about how – the weight of the expectations was a real burden. And like when he would win the title, it wasn't really joy as much as relief. Like, yes, we did it. We lived up to those. And like, that's something that a team has to deal with. That's a real thing. The Rams have won a ton of games here, but they haven't gotten to the top of the mountain. So they are dealing with those expectations and they just keep adding more and more weight to that. So let's see it against Green Bay. You know, uh, some people thought that the Packers defense was sort of having a little bit of a resurgence. And then Kirk Cousins went out and dropped 34 points on them. I've never bought into the Packers as this having this great defense. I'd like to see the Rams go and do it. And I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, RJ, but I'll just say this. I don't love the the vibes that are coming out of him right now. He's going on the Pat McAfee show. He's going in the post-game press conference and talking about how injured he is and how painful that toe injury is. You know, he doesn't want to get into a ton of detail about it, but he sure made sure to tell us how tough he is and how it hurts, but he's going to play through it. Th that's big loser energy, to quote BLG, coming off of Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, we know because he told us, but I know that Aaron Rodgers consulted with Joe Rogan on um, <laughs> his um, his his preferred um, medical 
choices in life. He seemingly also consulted with Ben Roethlisberger on how to handle his injury in a public forum. Aaron, Brutal. chill out, dude. Like, and that's like he doesn't get enough for this. And like, I know I'm really coming in as this like hater on this game. Um, spoiler alert: the last three playoff games the Cowboys have lost have come at the hands of the Packers and the Rams. But mm. um, Aaron does this, dude. Like his whole like relax, you know. Like he he wants to have the like hot quote that is going to go off, and then he's going to be asked about it in the post game. He's going to be asked about the toe. Yeah, you know, I really grinded it out. You know, our equipment staff did a great job with my cleat and just kind of prepping it, and you know, and then he'll come, you know, so he'll just he'll come up with some new nickname. He'll add Y to somebody's last name and be like, you know, Stat <laughs> Statsy really did a great job just blocking for me and, and giving me extra time. You know, let Cobby get open down the stretch, and you know we were able to get this win. And you know, Sh Sean McVay already has a Y at his at the end of his last name, so you know Aaron won't mention him. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. But as much as I don't like those vibes, I I think he is still even in spite of his like B B L E you know situation more trustworthy than the Rams. I don't, I don't, what have the Rams done to earn the benefit of the doubt? I agree. In terms of on-field production. Weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. Stats, you and I are simpatico on a lot of things. We didn't buy into the Rams. We didn't buy into this Packers defense. And we are the only people throughout the SB Nation NFL show network that respect Kirk Cousins. I think that's all 100% accurate. And let me just throw this out here. Right now, the throw Rams. Throw it out. I'm ready. Let's go. The Rams are the five seed in the NFC. They're seven and three. They lose this game to go to seven and four and the 49ers beat the Vikings oh to go to six God. and five. Like, let's not just assume that the Rams are going to finish with a better record than the 49ers, especially because the Niners already have a win over them. I'm just, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying you can't just pencil in the Rams as the five seed in the NFC. Is that fair? I think, I mean, like, I don't want to be results oriented if they lose like for, for I don't know the whole season it's been okay like I know that like the conversations we've had at blog of the boys have been a you don't want to be the four seed because you're going to play the loser of the NFC West and I know your Niners point is maybe that they will become that that team and that would also be a loser of the NFC West but um the the premise of the point has been you don't want to be that team because you're going to play the Cardinals the Rams um so obviously again if the Rams lose this week it opens the door I mean for for this to happen this possibility and may, maybe it's you know maybe it's the saints you know maybe, maybe they're the team that climbs up there you know i know that would upset you in a lot of ways maybe it is the vikings maybe, maybe it's the vikings if the vikings be. beat the niners themselves you know what i'm saying so um yeah i i will take the packers in this game although it pains me i'm rooting for the rams from a cowboy standpoint but i i just I don't trust that whatsoever. Um, in fact, my my last point, I haven't finished listening to the podcast at this point in time, but I said on Monday, Football Monday, the only quarterbacks in the NFC that I will absolutely take over Kirk Cousins are Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray. And Pete fought me on Matthew Stafford. I'm not necessarily taking Matthew Stafford over Kirk Cousins right now. I'll certainly feel a lot better about Matt Stafford. He wins this game. I'll take the Packers. I'm getting a point. The Packers are at home. I, I feel pretty confident that Green Bay is going to pull this one out. Okay. Next up, we sort of talked about it, RJ. I, this game is massive in terms of an NFC wild card. You've got Minnesota traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Niners are three and a half point favorites in the game. All of a sudden, it seems like the 49ers have solved all of their problems at the same time, which is how they've looked as good as they have looked in the past two weeks. You know, they were turning the ball over on offense. They weren't causing any turnovers on defense. They weren't moving the chains on third down on offense. 
every single problem the 49ers have had in the last two weeks has gone away. Now, there, there's no way they can keep that going, but right now they are absolutely rolling. They've scored 61 points in their last two games. This game is going to be so much fun. Added to it is the, you know, Kyle Shanahan going up against his first love in Kirk Cousins. There's a lot going on in this one. Yeah, I'd say that the Rams-Packers game is the silver medal uh, to this game's gold medal. I mean, the Rams and Packers are the teams that lost to these two teams, right? The 49ers and the Vikings. And True. I, I've always kind of liked Niners-Vikings. Like, there's just something about it. Like, I, I don't know quite what it is to me, but it's a cool matchup. I'm, I'm, it's not the uniforms. I just, again, I'm, I'm not totally sure here. I tell you what, dude. I'm sorry, stats. I really, really, really like Kirk Cousins in this game. I've said this before. I don't think you have to move. The, and I know you've agreed. You don't have to move the goalposts very far to really change the fortunes of the five and five Vikings. I think you can very easily argue they should have beaten Cincinnati. You can very easily argue they should have beaten Arizona. And it'd be seven and three if that were the case. Like right there, boom. And like it's a totally different, you know, situation. And I, I think that when you are a very good, good, great, whatever elite team, it's because somebody just goes super Saiyan mode, like at this time of year. And not that this is like shocking. That's Justin Jefferson. Like that's, that's it. Like he's, I think he's the best player, the best non quarterback in this game. I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean that with any disrespect to any member of the 49ers, but I, I really think that he's the difference. He's the difference maker. And that's what happened against the Packers, right? It's like, we need something. We, we need anything. We need Justin Jefferson just do anything and everything within your power to help us win this game. And he did. And so like, I, I trust that I'm, I, I feel like the lows from the 49ers have been much lower than the lows of the Vikings so far this season. I know you would agree. And so I'm inclined to trust Minnesota more. This is the like, okay, for, for San Francisco, me, for, for me and San Francisco stats, this game is okay. Prove it to me. Like you, you got that big win over the Rams, but you kind of own them. Like, I'm not ready to like totally give you that one. You got the big win, the impressive you got, if you're going to beat the Jaguars, you got to beat their, you know, their breaks off. And you did that. Okay. You're checking off these boxes. This is the, you got a legitimate competitor playing against you win this game. And I'll believe. I, that's all completely fair. And the thing for the 49ers too is like this game better not be close at the end because if it is, Kirk Cousins is going to go down the field and get exactly whatever he needs to do to win because he's done it pretty much every single week this year. What I've said about this game is it's going to be the Nick Bosa game. The only chance the 49ers have to slow down the Vikings passing attack is if Nick Bosa, like you were saying, goes Super Saiyan and just wrecks everything for the Vikings. He's the only pass rusher the 49ers have. He has to absolutely just take the game over because if Cousins gets any time to throw, the Niners secondary is just not good enough to stop Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, by the way. Don't forget about Adam Thielen, who's still really, really good. He Bosa just has to wreck it. He's the most important person in this game. On the flip side, the Niners are going to be able to run against Minnesota. And they have run the ball 86 times in the last two weeks. They're in full high Jimmy Garoppolo mode. Garoppolo has not played well against Mike Zimmer in the past. Give me Elijah Mitchell if he can play in this one. If not, give me Debo Samuel coming out of the backfield. I don't care who you line up there. That's how the 49ers are going to have to win this game. They had a drive last week that was 13 minutes and five seconds. It's the longest drive in the NFL since 1997. That's how they're going to have to play to win this game. They can do it. I don't know if they will do it, but it's going to be so much fun to find out. I'll take the Vikings. Where are you at? Oh, man. I have, I hate betting on my team, like thinking like, oh yeah, they're going to win. 
this game I think is going to be close. Um, the Niners are giving three and a half points. So I think I'll take Minnesota, but I mean, I, I'm kind of where you are. Like, prove it to me, 49ers. I want to believe. I'm ready to be hurt again. I don't know if I will after this week, but I'll take Minnesota just because they are getting points in this game. Last up, Sunday night football. Cleveland goes to Baltimore. The Ravens are giving three and a half. Talk about big loser energy, RJ. The Browns, any goodwill they had from earlier this season is just gone. I mean, Baker Mayfield's not talking to people after the game. He's talking about getting booed and how he doesn't care. And like, it is just never really gotten on track for Cleveland. They have no experience dealing with good fortune. And I think that kind of bit them in the ass this year. Like they didn't know how to deal with the success that they had last year. And I think the Ravens are going to whoop them. Man, that's what you just said. That's the like the 5,000 word think piece article that, that like the, the deep, you know, introspective look that like ESPN.com is going to do on the Browns this year. Like, and, and like the, the little uh, pull quote that's going to be like, you know, blocked in there is going to be like, we, you know, we didn't know how to handle success. And then there's going to be like some reference where Baker's going to say, you know, I talked to LeBron because, you know, he oh, actually God. brought a title to this city. <laughs> and so like, I just, you know, you know, we, we want to win a Super Bowl. Like that's, that's what, that's what it's going to be, right? This like, we didn't know how to handle it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Spare me. I know that they did not lose to the Lions. They might as well have lost. I mean, that was so embarrassing. I'm actually sad that this game is on Sunday Night Football. Actually, stats, I was thinking about this because your San Francisco 49ers reflexed off of Sunday Night Football next week. Um, that happened last year against my Dallas Cowboys. And that was, think about how crazy this was. That was in favor of a Cleveland Browns, New York Giants game that they wow. put on Sunday night football. Uh, I mean, just, just to show you like how stupid things were a year ago. Um, I, I cannot believe the Ravens won last week. I was already ready to kind of like fire off some tweets like Andy Dalton, blah, blah, and just have some fun with it. That was really impressive how they kind of almost stole that one. But I think it is, you are an elite team. If you can win a game without your starting quarterback in in a situation where you're kind of like in between playing him or not. I know Lamar Jackson was ill um, and I know that they stole it. But if you win that, you win. Like that's the difference between being the two seed and the three seed potentially or something like that. Those wins mean so much. And I really, really, really trust John Harbaugh uh, more than I do Kevin Stefanski. I, I mean, this game felt like it was going to be good maybe two months ago. The Browns are awful, dude. I, I'm. The Ravens are going to win this one pretty handily. You just can't kill the Ravens. Like if they're going to go down, they are going to go down fighting and you are just going to barely survive. Like, I don't know if it's John Harbaugh or if it's Lamar, like whoever has got that mojo working in Baltimore. It is so, so impressive, especially because I think they lead the league in players on injured reserve. Like they just don't do excuses in Baltimore. It's so great to see. They're giving three and a half points in this one. If Lamar is back, I think it's going to be a blowout. Even if Lamar is not there, I just, there's something going on. Baker Mayfield reminds me of the Black Knight in the Monty Python uh, movie. Like, Never seen no it. arms, no legs. He's still out there, still thinks he can win. Like, he just, you, he's just got to be hurt for a week. Just give your body a week off. And I, nothing good is happening for Cleveland right now. I think it's only going to get worse. They're in quicksand. And the more they struggle, the deeper they get. You know, quicksand's a scary mother, which they said in the replacements, uh, which was a movie that was actually, you know, 
filmed uh, as a Washington-based team, and their home stadium was the Baltimore Ravens home stadium. So um, that's a nice uh, bit of poetry. When there. you started talking, <laughs> I was like, how the hell is he going to loop this back to the Ravens and Ravens? That's how I roll. Um, on the subject of the Ravens, I did want to get your opinion on something, Stats. Uh, Kyle Barber from SB Nation's Baltimore Beatdown uh, and I have a, an always-going chess game um, on, on the chess app. And uh, he told me because he heard uh, you know, heard us talk about cereal earlier this week on the SB Nation NFL show that he puts a bowl in the freezer before he makes a bowl of cereal. So he puts it in, kind of lets it get chilled, and then he takes the bowl out, puts the cereal in. I was just kind of curious for your thoughts on on the mad scientist here. I could see the I could see the logic to that. Yeah, nice cold bowl, nice cold milk. I, I, that's that's good foresight by him. I'll give okay. it a shot. Shout out KB. There you go. All right. Those are deep dives for the week, RJ. Now it's going to be abbreviated because there aren't that many games left. Let's get to it. The week 12 lightning round. The lightning round. Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers are in Miami to take on the suddenly resurgent Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting two points. The Panthers aren't frauds, but they're like frizz. You know, they're like frauds, <laughs> I guess maybe. Um, they'll win this game like emphatically, and then it'll be like, oh, watch out. The Panthers are back. They're going to jump rope around 500 all year long. I mean, it, this is a fun story, but I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's just it, it's a story. That's all it is. But Panthers win easily. And if people want the Dolphins, to, if you want to believe in the Dolphins, like they got to win this game, especially Tua Tonga Vailoa. Next up, Philly is in New York to take on the Giants. The Giants are getting three and a half points. RJ, nobody can stop the Eagles' ground game. All of a sudden, they can't, um, and uh, that's concerning. Certainly, as somebody who wants to see the Philadelphia Eagles lose, uh, BLG and I stats were actually recording the NFC's mixtape, which people can listen to on both the blog and the boys of Bleeding Nation podcast networks. Um, and at the end of our recording, it was announced that the Giants were firing Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. And BLG's initial thoughts were that this actually worsens the Eagles odds at winning uh, because maybe the Giants offense is free now. You could totally see that, right? Like the Giants yep. dropping like 40 and then the takes being like Jason Garrett was holding it. Like maybe Kadarius Tony has like 200 yards or something like that. And it's just, um, I will take the Giants based Ooh. off of that alone. I like that. I like the uh, assistant coach bump that they, you think they're going to get. Uh, they have never scored 30 points with Jason Garrett in 26 games as the offensive coordinator there. What if they did it this week? The first game he is gone. Next up, Atlanta is in Jacksonville. What an absolute dud of a game. The Jags are getting a point. Like both of these teams are horrible. My exact thought on this game uh, when I set the trees up or the, the helmets up on my tree of life um, was, man, this game deserves to be in London. So that's really all <laughs> I have to say about it. <laughs> totally accurate and fair. The New York Jets are in Houston to take on the Texans. Texans are giving two and a half points. Yay, Zach Wilson's back. This game um, is the first one. I know the NFL has thought about sending a, a game to Germany. Put this one there. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is sad, man. I mean, this is uh, this, this is just this is sad. I feel so badly for Jets fans. Like, imagine being born into that. Like, that would just suck. Well, you want hope. You want to see something from Zach Wilson. Hopefully against the Texans, he can show at least a little bit of what made him the number two overall pick. In the last game of the week, the Los Angeles Chargers are in Denver to take on the Broncos. The Broncos are getting two and a half points. 
just when I thought it was time to quit the Chargers. They come out against the Steelers. They don't panic. Justin Herbert is a stud again. 375, 385 yards, whatever it was, 90 yards rushing. I'm willing to believe again. Chargers, I'll give the points. I think they're going to kill them. I'm with you totally stats. I said this on our Thanksgiving extravaganza that sometimes you see players try to try to like score 21 points on a drive or try try to do, you know, you can, you can only score one touchdown on one drive. Right. And I think Teddy Bridgewater in his first appearance since the miss um, or the whiff or the non-attempt, whatever you want to call it, still a, uh, a name in, in progress, but um, I think he's going to try way too hard, right? Like he's, he's going to try to go like over the top teammate, you know, whatever to prove like I'm here for the good of the team. I have said this from, I wouldn't say day one, but I've said this from the moment that they were three and zero that the Broncos were frauds. I said the most upsetting thing to me about the fact that the Cowboys got demolished by them was that it gave life to their fraudulency. And what happened the very next week, their fraudulency was exposed by my man, Nick Sirianni. This is the end, all right? Any Broncos fan, because like you know how it goes, stats. Like you're you're even starting to bargain as a Niners fan. Like, watch out, we could we could you know, we could take the five seed from the Rams, or whatever. Broncos fans are like, all we gotta do is come out of the bye. We get this AFC West win. We're you know we're back in in control here. We can handle this. No, you're frauds. Your head coach is a fraud. It's fraudulency, fraud, fraud, fraud. Chargers win this one. Final score, thirty-one to six. Oof. I almost wonder if Teddy Bridgewater wants to throw an interception in this game so that he can <laughs> go all out chasing it down and he dive does. when like, he has oh, no chance. Yes, let's go. All right. right like I'm or or they're gonna call like an end around and he's gonna be the lead blocker and he's just gonna like charge it. Like I feel like he's oh, looking for sure. that opportunity. He Great wants that point. clip to live on Twitter. Great point. Great point by you. Great job by you, stats. You're really good at your job. You're <laughs> awesome in every way. RJ always likes to end every show with a compliment. Um, it is the day after Thanksgiving, so let me get your day after Thanksgiving go-to food because we, we've we had the Thanksgiving food discussions, but the day after is a whole other ball of wax. It's not. Uh, again, if there's a holiday that features leftovers, this is the one. Um, so, you know, not a unique question by you in any way, shape, or form. Um, if it's not leftovers, like if that's, if that's the question, if that's the challenge here, uh, tamales. Tamales. No, no, I mean, no, but like... Do you just take the Thanksgiving food out of the fridge and heat it up again? Because I go, th- I go turkey sandwich the day after Thanksgiving. Ah, so it's like a you're, different form. You're Ross Gellering this thing up, right? Like the the moist maker is in between the bread soaked in gravy. Um, I mean, I guess like I don't really like the sandwich. I I tell you what, I like the sandwich if you if the turkey's room temp. Like take the bag out, let it get room temp. I don't want it cold. I don't want to heat it up though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I want the the leftover Thanksgiving sandwich. I go cold turkey sandwich. Throw the cranberry sauce on there to give you, because you got to have something to, to, you know, get a little moisture in there. What do you mean disgusting? Cranberry sauce is the MVP of Thanksgiving. It's not. I don't want dessert in my meal. That's so stupid. It's not dessert. It's dumb. Stupid. What's your ideal drink during your Thanksgiving meal? Water? Like? No. Beer. You're drinking that during Thanksgiving? Like, during the meal? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Uh, it's too much, dude. It's too heavy. Like, you got to be strategic. Like, the goal is to eat as much food as possible. Like, that's what I'm saying. I like, only I go think one it... beer. I'm not going to be pounding them all day. I go cocktail you... when I get there. Are you drinking beer, it, like, beer. going straight from the bottle or can? Or are you, like, pouring it into, like, a nice, like, no, fancy no, glass? No, no, right from the bottle. There's enough dishes on Thanksgiving. Why am I going to create another thing Oh, to wow. Watch? Great point. That's a great point. Great save by you. Great job. 
Hey, all I do is solve problems. That's what I like to say. We'll solve a problem for you. We will give you an NFL show that you can listen to every single weekday. The SB Nation NFL show. Please rate, review, and follow. If you haven't done so already, take an extra 10 seconds and please, please leave us a review. It is super helpful. It really helps people discover us. It is the best thing you can do for us if you like this show. Enjoy your Thanksgiving leftovers, everybody. Enjoy your Friday. We will talk to you after the game on Sunday in the Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up, hosted by yours truly. So look out for that. It'll recap everything you need to know from Week 12. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.